Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This morning, the Blues victorious. New South Wales defeats Queensland to set up an origin decider. The government wins its job maker battle. A bill passes Parliament after late help from One Nation. Donald Trump's next move, the President steps out for the first time since losing the election. And diabetes breakthrough. Victorians with type 1, the first in the world to set to trial a new drug. This is 7 News with Jodie Spears. Good morning. New South Wales have smashed Queensland in their must-win State of Origin Game 2 at ANZ Stadium. The Blues were rarely troubled by the Maroons in the dominant 24-point win. Now all eyes are on Game 3 in Brisbane next week, where the series will be decided. Heavily criticised all week, the Blues had plenty to prove on their home deck. Cameron Munster lasted only two minutes, ruled out early with a failed concussion test. But the Queenslanders still soared. Coach is flowing! God, how would you tackle that in mid-air? It'd be like tackling an A380. Two tries and two Origin games for 19-year-old Xavier Coates. It wasn't long until Nathan Cleary and Cody Walker clicked. And Walker spins away and puts it over the line! Their first-time skipper followed soon after. The Maroons couldn't get past the blue wall. Josh Adokar had no trouble at the other end. And the Fox scores another origin try. 18-4 at halftime, the Blues were flying. Two minutes after the break, the result was almost beyond doubt. Jack Whiten has scored for the Blues very early. Queensland had no answers against the blue wave. Daniel Tupo found his way over the line, while Payne Haas and Tino Farsua Maliawi crossed a different line. Both were sent to the sin bin. Josh Papali showed a spark for the Maroons, but the Fox soon snuffed it out. And it's there for Adam Carl, I fancy! 34-10, the final result. Momentum now all in the Blues camp as they head to the decider in Brisbane next week. Really disappointing that first game and we, showed, we wanted to show more heart, more pride in the jersey and I think we really showed that tonight. James Manton, 7 News. There are fears older workers could lose their jobs to cheaper, younger Australians after the government's job maker bill passed the Senate overnight. Political reporter Taylor Aiken is in Canberra. Good morning, Taylor. A backflip by One Nation secured this bill's passage. 
Yes, with Labor and the Greens accusing One Nation of abandoning older workers after the party flipped its vote to help pass the coalition's job maker scheme. The job maker hiring credit provides eligible employers with $200 a week for an additional staff member between the ages of 16 and 29 who has been receiving income support. However, a showdown in the Senate had been looming after Labor, the Greens and members of the crossbench put forward an amendment that would have stopped a business firing a staff member to hire a new subsidised worker. But ultimately, a backflip by One Nation delivered the government a win after it argued there were already safeguards in place to protect existing workers. Meanwhile, the economic recovery from COVID-19 is gathering momentum, with consumer confidence now at a seven-year high. Low infection rates coupled with news a vaccine may be available as early as March next year has seen a spike in consumer spending and a predicted lift in the housing market. Jody. OK, Taylor, thank you. National Cabinet will meet tomorrow to discuss the country's vaccine strategy. There are questions this morning over exactly who will receive doses of the Pfizer coronavirus jab first. Approvals are being fast-tracked, with the federal government announcing it's confident of a March rollout. While in more encouraging news, the United States' top infectious disease expert says it's not the only promising vaccine on the way. There's another one very close behind, made by a company called Moderna, which is a similar to, if not identical, candidate with an mRNA. Test results from that drug are expected in the next two weeks. New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian has lashed out at the suggestion Queensland could open its border to Victoria before allowing people from Greater Sydney into the state. Ms Berejiklian says it would be cruel and spiteful if the border stays shut. I would be deeply upset if that happened. There's no reason for it. And comparing Victoria to New South Wales at the moment is apples and oranges. New South Wales has gone four days straight with no locally acquired COVID cases, while Victoria has recorded its 12th day of zero new cases, with Tasmania set to reopen its border to the state on November 27. A health alert has been issued for more than 18,500 people in Sydney's northwest. Coronavirus fragments have been discovered in local sewage pumping stations. Those who live and or work in these suburbs are being urged to get tested. Meantime, there's a push for the number of people allowed at Christmas gatherings to be increased to 40. Deputy Premier John Barillaro has told the Daily Telegraph it would be a good way to reward residents. After days of bunkering down, US President Donald Trump has attended his first public event since losing the election. Let's go live now to US correspondent David Woodward at the White House. Good morning, David. A more reserved appearance from the president today to mark Veterans Day. Yes, it certainly was, Jody. And yes, this was our first glimpse of the president since he made that very short appearance on election night. He has attended this uh, remembrance ceremony at the Arlington National Cemetery. He was accompanied by the First Lady Melania Trump as well as the Vice President Mike Pence. And they paid their respects in this uh, National Veterans Day observance. The president has laid a wreath. Uh, it was raining there. He has drawn a little heat for running around 30 or so minutes late and keeping a number of those veterans there uh, waiting in the rain. Look, we didn't hear from the President today. He kept all his commentary for an earlier outburst on Twitter today, again alleging massive widespread electoral fraud. Now, those comments, uh, they were shortly backed up by a release from Team Trump. Now, 
These are three obituaries that the Trump campaign believes is the smoking gun behind their allegations of mass electoral fraud here. They believe that uh, these three people voted in the state of Georgia. These are claims that have been rubbished by national news organisations here in the United States. Uh, the New York Times, one of those news organisations who now has electoral officials in each and every state uh, with on-the-record comments there standing by the integrity of their polls. Things not looking good for Donald Trump uh, at the moment as those world leaders as well continue to line up and congratulate President-elect or President-in-waiting uh, Joe Biden. And just a short time ago, the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, Boris Johnson, referred to Donald Trump as America's previous president. Jody. OK, David, thank you. Victorians with type 1 diabetes will be the first in the world to try a new drug aimed at stopping the disease. The Herald Sun reports an arthritis drug could help prevent type 1 diabetics' immune systems from destroying insulin-producing cells in the early stages before its life-threatening consequences are locked in. One in seven Australians are diagnosed with type 1 diabetes every day. A gunman remains on the run this morning after a man was shot and two Sydney suburbs were sent into lockdown. The suspect managed to evade heavily armed police who stormed homes at Riverwood and Picnic Point to find him. Police called him and spoke to him on the phone. We believe there is a very strong possibility he will hand himself in to police, yes. The 30-year-old victim remains in a stable condition in hospital. A man is in hospital after risking his own life to save his family's shoe business from a fire in Tullamarine. 60 firefighters were needed to put out the blaze, but 50 years of hard work was destroyed, with the damage bill estimated to soar into hundreds of thousands of dollars. An investigation is underway now into the cause of the fire. A female barrister who was highly critical of Attorney-General Christian Porter has been voted off the Victorian Bar Council. Melbourne lawyer Kathleen Foley appeared on Four Corners on Monday night where she described Mr Porter as a misogynist. The Victorian Bar Council says Ms Foley losing her bid for re-election is not related to her appearance on the ABC. Since the federal government became embroiled in the sex scandal, Labor has banned frontbenchers from having sex with their staff. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. A new study has revealed blood pressure medications aren't working for almost 60% of patients. The consequences can be deadly, but doctors say there's an easy solution that could save your life. Rick Black was diagnosed with high blood pressure 30 years ago at the peak of his career. 
He was on medication, but as a trailblazer in the construction game, back then he didn't take his health seriously. Getting on a plane and rushing overseas or going some place like that, you, you haven't got the time then, so you just... But now I make time. Doctors at the University of Western Australia discovered his medication wasn't working for three decades. His blood pressure was out of control and had even developed into diabetes and a serious heart condition. It just makes me feel as if we are not doing our job uh, good enough. WA researchers have found only a quarter of those living with high blood pressure are being treated. And in almost 60% of those patients, medication isn't helping either. In Australia, the number seems to be higher than actually on an international standard, and that worries us. A patient could be taking medication, but alcohol, stress or being overweight can make it ineffective. The results are startling, but doctors say there's an easy fix. It might sound obvious, but an active lifestyle, cutting back on drinking and quitting smoking, have been proven to help significantly. El Giorgio, 7 News. A Remembrance Day ceremony in Saudi Arabia has been rocked by a bomb attack. At least two people were wounded when an explosive device went off during a service in Jeddah attended by European dignitaries. Events were also disrupted in London when Extinction Rebellion protesters swarmed the Cenotaph for a climate change stunt. Prince Charles and wife Camilla joined political leaders at a service in Westminster Abbey. Pro-democracy lawmakers in Hong Kong have resigned en masse in protest over the expulsion of four lawmakers. The drastic move comes after Beijing passed a resolution allowing the city's government to sack politicians deemed a threat to national security. Opposition lawmakers held hands at a press conference announcing their decision to resign. Major flooding along Mexico's Gulf Coast has left nine people dead and forced thousands to evacuate their homes. About 150,000 people have been affected by the floodwaters, which have submerged homes and wiped out entire crops. Residents say it's the worst flooding in the region in 50 years. Checking finance now, the Dow Jones is slightly up. The Nasdaq is recovering after two days of sharp falls. In London, the FTSE closed higher, so did Germany's DAX. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed up. Hong Kong's Hang Seng fell. The All Lords traded higher, so did the ASX 200. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,860 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 44.29 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar buying 72.75 US cents, 76.76 Japanese yen, and $1.05 New Zealand. A driver is facing serious charges after his car ploughed through a Western Sydney home, narrowly missing a family during a high-speed chase. Four people were inside when the Commodore smashed into their lounge. The 29-year-old quickly jumped over the fence to escape, sprinting away before police caught him. Federal police have smashed a child sex abuse network, charging 14 men with more than 800 offences. 46 children were rescued from the pedophile ring in one of the biggest child abuse cases this country has seen. Search warrants and evidence gathering at every arrest have led to the unravelling of a criminal network. Arrests were made across New South Wales, Queensland and WA with officers sending 146 tip-offs to counterparts in New Zealand, North America, Asia and Europe. 
Queensland's new-look cabinet will be officially sworn in at a ceremony today. Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk unveiled the makeup of her third-term cabinet. The youngest minister at just 27, Megan Scanlon, was told she will be environment minister. The event will likely overshadow the LNP's big news, likely crowning David Crisafulli opposition leader. US President-elect Joe Biden is already making good on his election promise to focus on climate change. Live now to US correspondent Tim Lester in Wilmington, Delaware. Good morning, Tim. He's not letting anything get in his way. Not at all, Jody. Um, uh, first, the president-elect Joe Biden had been expected to appear here to meet a World War II veteran who's 101 years old and doing a, a tour of the eastern states, this to mark Veterans Day. Joe Biden has already made a trip to nearby Philadelphia to lay a wreath at a war memorial for Korean War um, victims and is returning here to Delaware, his headquarters now, until the transition on January 20th. Uh, Joe Biden has been focused uh, on uh, transition, early transition, even though the Trump administration has not yet suggested that he's won the election. Uh, Joe Biden talking up particular uh, action on climate, indeed indicating overnight through his staff that of all the European leaders he's so far had congratulatory calls with, he's had discussion about the need to toughen climate policy with every one of them. As far as we know, no conversation yet with Prime Minister Scott Morrison, but the climate conversation looks likely to be had when that phone call is made. As well, coronavirus, a critical issue for the President-elect, and the US has recorded yet another one-day record, 140,000 new coronavirus cases. Jody. It's a worry. OK, Tim, thank you. In sport news, New South Wales are back in the hunt for a State of Origin series win after a crushing 34-10 win over Queensland at ANZ Stadium. 19-year-old Maroons winger Xavier Coates opened the scoring with a spectacular try, but from there it was all the blues. New South Wales hit back at their critics following last week's loss in Game 1, piling on six tries to two in a one-sided performance. The teams will meet up for the third and decisive game in Brisbane next Wednesday. Carlton co-captain Sam Doherty has implored men to get checked after having surgery to remove a malignant testicular tumour. The 27-year-old had the surgery last Friday but is expected to make a full recovery and return to training within six weeks. North Melbourne have offered Collingwood for Jaden Stevenson a five-year, $500,000 contract to move to Arden Street and St Kilda have reportedly asked recently retired Hawk James Frawley if he would consider coming out of retirement to join the club. Our brightest young cricket stars Cameron Green and Will Pukowski will be named in an extended Aussie test squad today for this summer's huge series against India. After back-to-back -back double centuries in the Sheffield Shield, Pukowski fell for 38 in Victoria's draw with Western Australia. Mitch Swepson did his chances of a test call-up no harm, taking three wickets in 11 balls in Queensland's late 62-run win over SA. And it's all over. Lloyd Pope had one ball to survive. Australia will wear an Indigenous-inspired kit for the T20 matches against India.
In the women's big bash, Sydney Sixers all-rounder Marizan Cap was taken to hospital in the middle of their innings against the Perth Scorchers due to an elevated heart rate. The South African wears a heart monitor due to a pre-existing heart condition. The Scorchers went on to win by five wickets. The Brisbane Heat picked up their second win of the season with an eight-wicket win over the Sydney Thunder. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a frontal system and troughs are generating gusty winds and storms over Victoria and New South Wales. That weather pattern is extending to Queensland, the Northern Territory and northeastern WA. Around the capitals today, a mostly sunny day for Brisbane, heading for a top of 28 degrees, Sydney 26 with a possible shower, Canberra a possible thunderstorm and 24, Melbourne storms clearing also 24. Hobart 26 with showers clearing today, the same for Adelaide, a top of 20 though. Perth 22 and mostly sunny and a possible thunderstorm and 34 degrees in Darwin. And that's 7 early news for this Thursday the 12th of November.